Hi, my name is Ryan, and welcome to This Amazing Life, the show that brings you people and topics that inspire you, the listener, to live, love, and lead your own amazing life. This is episode number 11, so thank you for stopping by and checking out the show. If you are a first-time listener, I hope you find the content to be genuine, authentic, and helpful for you in your life. If you're a returning listener, thank you so much for your continued support. If you listen to episode number 10, you know that the intention of the week is about life. It is probably the most general, the most ambitious, the most wonderful, and the most vague intention of week that I could have offered, but is also probably one of the most important. So in this episode, what we're going to be talking about are a couple of tips that I'm going to give you about something that I'm genuinely very passionate about. That is your health and wellness and fitness. So without further ado, welcome to the show and I hope you enjoy episode number 11, You Are What You Eat. Welcome back again to the show. My name is Ryan. Thank you for tuning in. In this week's episode, we are going to continue to expound on the intention of the week. If you haven't had a chance to listen to episode number 10, take a look. It's only about six minutes and change long. Each Monday, my goal is to continue to offer up the same intention of the week that I give to my athletes that I teach in all of my group fitness classes. The intention of the week this week, again, it's probably my most wonderful, my most vague. It is life, how to live the most wonderful life, the most amazing life, how not to struggle through it, how to thrive, not just to survive. When I was watching a documentary over the weekend, there was something that the speaker he said that really triggered something inside of me. He said that the best speakers, authors, coaches, movies, songs, pieces of art, when you see them, they trigger something in you that make you feel like you're coming alive, that you've been in a period of stasis, in a period of waiting, and you're just hoping and praying that something will come along and will just trigger that spark inside of you and reignite the fires that you know you have within you whether it's something that you actively pursue, if it's something that you haven't had in your life for a long period of time, or even scarier, maybe you haven't experienced something like that at all. And hopefully, very soon, that may come into your life. Well, let's start there. Let's fill in the blank together. The only job that you have is to come up with an answer that is genuine, authentic, and try to answer almost immediately if you can. I feel like I am alive when I'm doing blank. Or I feel the most alive when I'm doing blank. Take a couple seconds. Think about your answer. I've got lots of answers, and these are all several topics that I'll probably cover throughout the life of the show. One that is very important and very prevalent for me in my life right now, that is health and wellness and fitness. Fitness really didn't become a part of my life until the last call it four or five years. Back in 2014, I needed an outlet, and that's when I really started taking exercising very seriously. I was extremely fortunate. I crossed paths with a wonderful woman who was my coach for a very long period of time, and we ended up moving to a different gym together when she took a new position, and I wanted to keep working with her. That, in turn, led to my current job. I currently work as a group fitness instructor, teaching a wide variety of classes. Fitness is truly a passion for me. I didn't know it was there until somebody else pulled it out from within me. It helped to unlock this athletic side that, as a younger guy, I really didn't get to experience because, in all honesty, 
I was a chunky kid. I couldn't run to save my life. I even had a short round against shin splints and that kind of inhibited me. And across the board, I really longed to be on a team, a high-performing team, not just your local county club team or anything like that, but on a varsity team, a top-performing team, whether it was a high school level, a collegiate level. Unfortunately, that just wasn't my thing. But now fitness is a part of my life to the point where I feel like I am performing at a high level of fitness, and it is very exciting, invigorating. It just makes me feel like a totally different human being when I can give those same tools to the athletes that come into my class. So enough about me. Let's talk about you. Where does health, wellness, and fitness fall into your life? For you, is it something that's totally non-existent? You realize that you've taken a hard look in the mirror and it's finally time to start. Maybe for you, it's non-existent. Maybe this is a totally brand new thing and it's very scary and you're looking for a friendly face, a friendly voice to help guide you through the process. Maybe you're a casual customer. Every once in a while, you go and you check in, but it's not something that you would really consider to be a very high priority item in your life. Or you could be like me. Or maybe you're like me and it's a very high priority. It's something that you incorporate almost into your everyday life unless you're sick or something prohibits you and you notice an immediate difference when you start to fall out of your routine or you just start to get a little bit edgy and you get stressed out if you don't work out after so many days. Regardless of where you're at, the goal of this episode is to give you a couple quick tips. That way, health, wellness, and fitness will seem less scary, will seem more manageable, and will help you have quicker results. So, the title of the episode is, You Are What You Eat. Okay, what is the acronym? As far as I know, I totally came up with this maybe like 10 minutes ago. I didn't even bother Googling it. I just thought about some of the most important things that really impact your health, your wellness, and your fitness and came up with conveniently an acronym that sounds really catchy. And that is EAT, E-E-A-A-T. The ingredients that go into some immediate and very impactful aspects of your health. The first letter of E is eating habits. Let's be real, whether we like it or not, what we eat has a monumental effect on your health and your wellness. So if you'd like to start there, let's take a quick glance. What is it that you're consuming every single day? How often are you actually glancing at the back, the ingredients of the things that you're consuming or the quantity of what you're consuming? A really great example, think about one thing that you eat the most commonly. Do you know whether it's a high sugar content item, whether it's a high fat content item? Does it have any protein in it? More importantly, have you looked to see what the ingredients are at the bottom of that sucker? If there are things on that list that you can't pronounce, chances are you might not want to be eating it. A lot of times food companies will put ingredients into the food that they hope that a consumer will buy in order to help improve the shelf life or the amount of time that it can sit in a store without going bad. Just as a total off-the-wall example, imagine somebody baked a pie. In that pie, they put the usual stuff. A little bit of fruit spread, they've got a flour crust, maybe a little bit of sugar sprinkles on top. If you set that out in your kitchen, didn't refrigerate it, and didn't do anything to it, or even cover it up, how many days do you think it could sit on that kitchen top without going bad? Now, think about that same pie that you made 
and you want to sell it to somebody, but it's got to take so many days to go in the freight truck to get to the store. It's got to take so many hours for them to unpack it. And then it's got to sit on the shelf for so many days or weeks before somebody will actually come by and pick it up. General recommendation. If you are evaluating your eating habits, take a look at the ingredients and the content of what you are consuming. Try to avoid things that are very high in sugar, very high in fat. And also, as a general recommendation, try to avoid foods that contain a lot of ingredients that you are unfamiliar with or contain a lot of preservatives. Another couple points about your eating habits. What time of day are you eating? To the best of your ability, what you really should try and do is eat your bigger meals earlier in the day and try to avoid eating anything major probably about an hour and a half to two hours before you go to bed. Most people would advise you eating earlier than that before you go to bed, but realistically, a lot of people out there, they're working adults, even me. For a while, I was teaching a class at 7 o'clock at night. It would end at 8. It would take me 15 minutes to clean up the room. I wouldn't even get home until 8.45, and that's <laughs> depending whether or not I even took a shower at the club or if I waited to take, a sh to take a shower at home. So then I could be eating dinner at 9.15, 9.30, and then I need to start thinking about going to bed because I got to get up at 4.30 or 5 the next morning. So again, try not to put too much pressure on yourself if you have to eat late. But to the best of your ability, try to eat more of your bigger meals earlier in the day. Along those same lines, how are your portion sizes? As a general rule of thumb, if you imagine one whole plate, break it up to, into about thirds. This is not a direct science. There are actually organizations out there and apps out there that are very highly recommended that could help you come up with a proper meal plan. But as a general rule of thumb or a general recommendation, break it up into about thirds. One third of your plate could be a protein source, chicken, fish, lean ground beef. One third of your plate could be some type of a grain, brown rice, couscous, quinoa. And the other third of your plate could be some type of a veggie mix. So what does the portion size on your plate look like? Are you going back for seconds? Are you going back for thirds? Do you really need to have those extra portions to survive? Last point that I'll add about your eating habits. Are you an emotional eater? People stress eat a lot. And guess where they tend to go to when they stress eat? The sweet things, the savory things, the prepackaged things. Imagine you're stressed out, you had a hard day. What do you want? You want some chocolate, you want a donut, you want a bag of chips or a slice of pizza. Why is that? The reason why that is, is because when you are under stress, your body on the inside, not your conscious working brain, your body doesn't have the ability to distinguish between bad stress and good stress. Bad stress being you are running from a bear for your life or good stress. You just got a lottery ticket and you think that you just hit the mega millions jackpot. Stress, in general, an elevated state of being, whether for bad or for good. When you are in a period of stress, your body wants to find an immediate solution or an immediate source of nourishment. And the quickest way to do it is to eat something that is high in sugars. Your body will break down the sugars quicker, and you will feel the results quicker. They're not healthier, but you will feel feel, quote unquote, you will feel better faster. Are you a stress eater? If you are, do you have the ability to scale back a little bit on your stress eating? 
All right, so the first E was evaluate your eating habits. The second E is about your environment, the environment that you live in, the environment that you work in, or the environment that you have in your general community, and whether or not that facilitates a good opportunity for you to exercise. If you are interested in making a change in your health, wellness, and fitness, are you in an environment that will help you to facilitate that change? Maybe for you that's at home. Do you have space at home that you're willing to exercise? Are there gyms in your community that you're willing to explore? Maybe they're a good vibe for you and hopefully they're within the financial budget that you're looking for. Environment. What influences in your area will facilitate or prohibit you from actually being able to achieve your SMART goals? The first letter A goes along with activity level. This is a no-brainer. If you are exercising compared to not exercising, you are putting yourself in a better position to improve your health, your wellness, and your fitness. So if you aren't in a position where you have any type of activity going, let's make it less scary. Instead of saying that you're going to commit to every single day for the rest of your life, start small. Start to investigate different opportunities that you think you'd be interested in participating in. Then start to think realistically, what would you be interested in doing Next, consider, do you have any physical limitations? Do you have a knee injury, foot injury, something going on with your back or your neck? Because that will have a direct impact on your ability to exercise. Once you are interested, then it's time to decide whether you are going to be self-motivated to look for routines that you can create on your own, to read online or through a book, or to ask from the help of a coach from someone like me, whether that be in a group class setting or on a one-on-one personal coach setting. The next letter A is extremely valuable, and that is your attitude. Your attitude plays a bigger role in all of this, whether you'd like to admit it or not. More specifically, your attitude towards your motivation. When you are going towards improving your health, your wellness, and your fitness, is it simply because you want to look better, or is it because you want to feel better, or because there's some other severe consequence that if you don't make a change, Something drastic is about to happen. Remember this. Shallow goals will yield shallow and short-term results. Deep, meaningful goals that are soul-invigorating and life-changing have long-lasting results. And when you are willing to commit to those changes, chances are they won't even become a burden to you anymore. They'll become second nature. They'll just become a part of your regular life. The last letter in the acronym is letter T, time. How much time do you have? How much time are you willing to invest? For me personally, if I was coaching somebody, ideally, if they were looking to start their own workout routine, I'd want them to spend somewhere between 45 minutes to an hour, including warm up, the core routine, and stretching. But the reality is not everybody has that time. So if you are that type of person where you've got a lot of kids, you have a hard time finding half an hour to yourself. Let's start there. Let's see if we can carve out maybe 30 minutes a day for you to do some type of activity level. On top of that, let's think about how many days a week are you willing to commit to that amount of time. If you're starting from scratch, total zero, ground floor, can you commit to two or three days a week 
doing something 30 minutes to 45 minutes a day. That way it seems less scary. It's not as intimidating, but if you're looking for real change, you can always start small and then build up towards a bigger process. As long as you're committed to change, the change will come. Small, consistent wins yield long-term results. One more time, as a quick review, you are what you eat. E-E-A-A-T. Eating habits, environment, activity level, attitude, and time. That's going to do it for episode number 11. We didn't want it to be too overwhelming, too much information. Each of the letters within the acronym, we could realistically probably spend about an hour talking about some of them even longer for sure. There's no doubt. But for somebody that is a beginner or somebody that just needs a refresher or somebody that's never thought about this at all, and they are trying to be more conscious in 2019 or at whatever point in time they're coming across this content, they want to have a healthier life. They want to have a happier life. They want to feel like they are alive. Remember, the intention of the week is life. How do you live your best life, the most amazing life? How do you feel alive? A trigger that happens deep inside of you where you feel like you are electric. You are ablaze. You've got this glow, this energy that's going about you, and you don't want it to stop. Thank you so much for your continued support. Please feel free to share with a friend, leave a comment or a review. You can find me on Instagram at ryanoneal 88 or you can find me along with Nina as the Simply Happy Couple on Instagram, YouTube, and on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have an amazing day. <laughs>